Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the Rick Moranis of this episode. Andrew, with me, the one who, if he was the size of an ant, would be the first to be burned with a magnifying glass. Keith. Hello. And I forgot Liz's intro. Oh, the one who... I already forgot it. Something, something arachnophobia. <laughs> the one with the worst end arachnophobia. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> like you did your own intro and say hi anyway. Anyway, this week we played Grounded, which was recommended from our listener, Alex. So thank you so much, Alex, for picking this for us. Grounded is a first person, but you can also make a third person miniature survival game. Well, I say miniature because you are playing one of four random kids that have been shrunk down to one centimeter tall and you are stuck in the backyard trying to figure out how to get back to normal size. Grounded is brought to you by Obsidian Studios, which I don't know if any of you guys are aware of Obsidian Studios. Sounds familiar. I just can't think of anything. They're very known for a specific type of genre of video game. Can you guys guess what genre that is? Sandbox games. I don't know. (laughs) They're very well known for RPGs. They have done one of my favorite RPGs, which was uh, Fallout New Vegas. But... This is kind of a different pace for them. This is, I mean, they just recently, the past, I think it was like two or three patches ago, they finally added RPG elements with the teeth that you can get to upgrade your character. But yeah, this is originally just kind of like a survival game. And it's just, it's a very different pace for them. But going around, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? This is definitely a game for me, and it's a definite game if you're playing it with other people. I noticed when I was playing it by myself, I wasn't progressing as much because I was a little bit cowardly. (laughs) I mean, like, this is like my worst nightmare. (laughs) I mean, not playing the game, but like, I just think like, oh, this was me, you know? So I really enjoyed it, and I loved so many different aspects of it, from the building, fighting, crafting. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. So this is a weird one for me because it's a builder game and it's not super builderish, but it's builder enough that for me, it's not a game. It's not a game I'm going to go back to, but it is a game that I think if Andrew was playing and he invited me to like jump into his game, I would do it because I do agree. I think playing it multiplayer is more fun, especially for me, because by the time I joined the game that you guys had been playing together, you had a whole built world built world so it was a lot more fun than than what i had going on um <laughs> so i i don't i guess like i would recommend this game is is why i guess i would say it's a game but it's not a game that i really liked playing a lot of so but like it's I, very weird i know but i feel like i mean don't we usually go by if we like the game yeah so I mean, wouldn't I, it be yeah. a pass if you were you? talking to another keith would you recommend this to him not to somebody who isn't looking for this type of game, but I talk to different people who are talking about game styles that I don't always play. And like, if someone was looking for the style of game, I would recommend it. Like, there's parts of it that, and we could talk about, reminded me kind of of Dragon Quest Builders, and I like those parts of it. But I, I, I'm just not good enough playing it by myself that I would just pick up and play it again. See, um, I always look at it: is it a game for me or a pass for me? Yeah. Because I'm self-absorbed like that. That's why I'm just confused by your... I, I'm just kind of in the middle all over this game okay, is where okay. I guess I'm going. It's what I'm trying to say, Liz, is I'm just very, okay. I'm very in the middle on this. So for me, this is a game, almost a definite game. Uh, just a kind of a couple quick asterisks about this going into this episode. This game is still in game preview, so it is not 100% complete, but it does have achievements and, you know... So usually when a game has achievements, it's generally pretty full, well built that it's like stable, but you can see some of the elements of this game being a game preview. I mean, obviously the most blatant is that there's sections of the backyard that are just barren wastelands because, you know, the, that area of the yard hasn't been released yet. But playing multiplayer, there's some, we've had some preview, some uh, gameplay issues, you know, some rubber banding, a little bit of lag spikes here and there. So there's definitely some elements of the game that it's just like, yeah, you can kind of see this is still a work in progress. But from what's here, it's still a lot of fun. I've been playing Grounded since day one. Uh, Me and another person we normally have this podcast, Dave, have been playing this since day one. And yeah, we had a lot of fun with it at the first, but we felt the same way. We were like, yeah, this just 
it's just not complete. So me and him would keep going back in and playing here and there, just like small snippets here and there. I never really focused too much time on it until obviously now. And I had a ton of fun with this. I think this is a really fun game. It's it, like the building in is pretty easy, but I'm not crazy about building, but I found it really accessible and just my biggest complaint is the difficulty spikes when it comes to combat, but we'll get into that. So getting more into the story of Grounded, though, as I said, you are picking one of four random kids and you wake up in the backyard coming from a little suitcase box that you just pop out of and you realize you're one centimeter tall and lost in this backyard, which I'm assuming isn't even your backyard. But the story is kind of all over the place. You find a strange device, you try to set up the strange device, but it ends up backfiring and exploding, and then you discover a secret lab, and then you realize there's a bunch of different secret labs throughout this backyard, and you kind of get these snippets of story through journals, audio log, and just kind of exploring the environment. So do you have amnesia and you're a part of it, or do you just have no idea what's going on as the character, I mean? From what I could figure, you just have no idea what's going on. See, I feel like I wish there was like a little scene at the beginning because I really feel like the story was just in, on the back burner. It didn't really initially intrigue me with like the, the robots and all the doodads and stuff. I was just I was more excited about the gameplay. And you're like picking up notes and stuff that I did find interesting. But I feel like they needed a, a bit more of an exclamation. Expla- I think they needed a bit more of an explanation. You know, I, I discovered, I don't know. I think like seven, ten field stations, I'd say at least. Did every single one of them have like a tape you could pick up? Just about. So, Not all of them, but, I, but a majority I of them. Because I didn't realize until like one of the last ones I found. I was like, oh, what's this little thing I could pick up? Oh, hey, I bet these have been at all of them. I just haven't been looking. And sometimes they have granola bars, which is nice. What? Yeah. Like you can eat them? Yeah. And it heals you and gives you food. Dang. <laughs> Keith. Man, I this is usually not was, the observant one. Apparently, Keith is this episode. I was, I was missing things in this game. <laughs> yeah, so there's some audio logs here and there. So, of course, you can go back. Once you discover the audio logs, you can kind of go back. So if you're collecting them, you're, you're getting them at inopportune times. So you may end up missing and kind of get the story in a disjointed portion. But how do you – do you guys like this kind of storytelling element of you discovering it? Like, honestly, like, like Sea of Thieves kind of did this. You know, where like you go to some islands and there was kind of be some stories going on. I mean, granted, they eventually came out with adventures that actually told a more coherent story. But do you guys like when a game kind of just like, hey, you got to discover the story? Um, I feel like it would have been better if they even like just showed it happening. Like, I really want to see like a little bit of the character to kind of make me care a bit more you know so i like are you thinking along the lines of like psychonauts or psychonauts 2 where you find these memories and it kind of plays you a short cutscene of like what was going on like that type of storytelling i more just wanted something at the beginning i just thought it was kind of weird <laughs> that i was just i was just there and so for me it just i didn't really care that much about the story because i mean i felt like i wasn't given much well, it's, so it's funny. Andrew had mentioned something about it not being your backyard. And I think that that makes sense because, like, otherwise, wouldn't you kind of have it mapped out already? Like, you would know where things were and you wouldn't need to be charting it as you as you went along. Yeah. So there's you're learning about, like, two different scientists. And there's, like, so there's, like, an evil scientist corporation called Omnitent. If I'm remembering right, it's slightly kind of a weird name. But yeah, there's a scientist who was like disavowed from it. And so he got demoted to basically like adhesives, like a really crappy part. And so he's been learning how to shrink things down on a side project and try to present to the board, but it failed. But now it looks like there's like someone within that corporation trying to steal the technology from him and it's backfired. And so there's like this kind of whole mystery of like, who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? And you're also trying to figure out, honestly, like who you are as one of these kids, because I'm assuming you're not siblings because, you know, ethnicity wise, you guys are kind of all over the place uh, unless you guys are like adopted. But you specifically hear from the scientist that he has a son named Thor, which that's not one Hmm. of the kids names. And then not only that, all the kids also do have a last name. You got Allie Hoops, 
Willow Branch. But why kids? Because yeah, I don't know. That's weird to me. Is it like did it happen to everyone? Because you don't obviously like see people walking around outside because you'd be stomped. Same with like lawnmowers or anything. It's really weird. So there's a lawnmower back there. No, but it's never running. Yeah, it's the same with like they really don't disturb the backyard. Like there's no rain, nothing like that. But for me, it's just like I I just don't get the whole kid thing. Like is everybody shrunken down? So. I think I was reading online. So this is one thing I love about games like this with this kind of mysterious storytelling. I love reading like theories and stuff like that of like are piece, people piecing stuff together. What's going on? Like, oh, if you look at this whiteboard, you know, there's a little dude doing a dance here. So this clearly means that everyone is invisible. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're always like these weird buck wild theories, but I always love reading them. <laughs> but yeah, someone was suspecting that there's like 27 people who have been shrunken down because if you go around, you actually do find some skeletons, some human skeletons. And one person actually went around and mapped that there was like 27 skeletons. So there's been Which numerous that's people. just in like one yard. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously 27 people didn't live in that house. So that doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever's doing this thing is somehow luring people in, setting them to shrunk mode and then unleashing them into his little backyard. Because when you first start the game, you come out of like a little briefcase. Yeah, yeah. But it shows five human like slots. And of course, there's only four kids that you can pick from. So everyone's constantly speculating that. who's the fifth one, Thor. which they're thinking it's Thor. But then people are saying, well, where is Thor? Is he dead? Is he one of these skeletons? So there's some theories about uh. that. And like, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I love reading theories like this on Reddit. And I just want to verify. So the characters that you choose from, there's no special abilities or anything. No. Because that's was. something that, I mean, it was a recent game that we talked about that, where it's like, why can't one of them Splunky. be, yeah, why can't one of them be really good at first aid? One of them really good at like, I don't, I don't know. But like, I'm, I feel that's like. That's something that, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, that's something that could change when it comes out of game preview, right? Yeah. Like, they have a lot of development left to go. So that could be t- something that could get worked in could get worked into it because I felt like they made them stereotypical enough that they could definitely fit th- something right well they Possibly. also like when they go on the zip line they say different things so yeah. like there are these little things like one of them is scared one of them is excited so I just thought it was weird that they didn't make the characters have unique abilities because I think that would be really cool mm-hmm. especially because if you play on the harder mode so in my own game I'm on the easiest mode and then with Andrew, you have to worry more about drinking and food. But obviously, like the more you progress, the more you, you know, we have the, the dew collector. So we don't really have to worry about water anymore. I mean, you can really live off mushrooms if you have to. But there are things to make it easier. So I'm going to disagree with you on this, Liz. I actually am glad that the characters don't have special abilities or unique abilities. Because then this game would force you to play multiplayer. And so I kind of like that this game has the option of you being able to play single player what if you could switch every time that you boot it up? But then that, it's a long game. That's just kind of annoying where you're like, hey, I'm doing the hedges. Well, I got to play this character because they take less fall damage or something like that. I don't know. I just don't like that it would like force you to pick who you want. Because for me, I most pick my girl, Allie Hoops. I've been playing her since day one. and I'm always, I think I'm Willow, right? Yeah, Willow Branch. Willow. Yeah. I always did Allie Hoops. And it's just, I don't know. I like that you don't, you're not pigeonholed. You're not like, oh, you if you're playing her, you have this ability. You're the healer of the group. And it, it changes with that, with the mutations that they introduced in the game where, you know, as oh, you're playing yeah, the you game, switch those back, yeah. Yeah, well, variety is the spice of life. You know, I feel like it is a super long game. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be something that's that detrimental with like fall damage and stuff. And also maybe one character is really great with like fall damage, but maybe you can create armor that makes other people equivalent, you know? Well, you get a mutation that makes you have reduced fall damage. It's pretty useless. But I mean, that, well, that's, that's what's great though. It's like the mutations, you say the variety is spice of life, or you can change these mutations well, on the fly. Why have four characters then? So Just you can have, have different, different models? Woohoos on the zip line? Yeah. Yeah. Different audios. If you want to play a girl, a guy, different ethnicity, whatever you want. Like, Maybe you'll ultimately find out why, who each of them are. Yeah. I'm, oh, I can't remember if I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, but also too, since this game isn't game preview, the developers did announce that this game will be fully released by the end of this year. They get, didn't give an exact date, but they said by the end of this year, it will have its 1.0 patch and it'll be completely done. So maybe by then, I wouldn't be surprised if they do have a couple cutscenes. I do agree with you. I wish there was at least one at the beginning, but I actually enjoy like just looking for the story though. And I, I don't know. I like that this game's not forcing me to 
play a certain style because I picked this character. Oh, this guy's only good with range. I got to play ranged. So if you're playing multiplayer and you're finding like notes and stuff, can I look at them? Yes. Is there in the menu? Okay. Cause I never did that, but playing by myself, I found things a lot slower. And I think that's really what made me kind of just not really care too much about the story. When I was playing alone, I wasn't really finding them as quickly. So for me, it just like, it felt like so long that I get one. I'd be like, Oh, I don't remember what the other note said, but I guess that's my own laziness for not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I completely missed the story for the most part. So, oh, I mean, the story's very easy to miss. But that's what I like about searching online about it. Yeah. I also think that this game is great with, you can really just focus on what you like when you play multiplayer. Like I really enjoyed building yep. and I really, I'm one of those people that I want my character always have extra food, extra water. I never want to be in that predicament because when you die, it does damage your armor and stuff. I don't know if it's when you like die of hunger, but if you're like being attacked yeah, or whatever, any, any death. But Andrew is more adventurous and um, he would like craft armor so that I would finally be comfortable fighting <laughs> the ant lions and the uh, ladybugs. The Which, spiders. by the way, I know I didn't want to fight the spiders. <laughs> I was good with that. They actually have a mode where it's for people who have arachnophobia and it just looks like you make it look like a ball, right? Yep. Well, that, yeah, and that's... honestly, like there were some times I was playing this where I was just like, I need that. I didn't switch it. But it was just, and then I also, the ladybug made the cutest noises and was super durable, never attacked you. So the fact that like I had to kill one, like kind of like broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, we, we just let spiders take care of it in our, our game. <laughs> we had a raging wolf spider come chasing after us. I, that, yeah, so I, I don't, I wouldn't say I have full-blown arachnophobia, but I don't do spiders. I just, spiders mm -mm. and me don't, don't do well. <laughs> And there's a lot of spiders in this. Like, I was I was underwater, and then I found underwater spiders, and I didn't care for that because I was just trying to collect some algae, and and this thing just popped out around a, a branch. I did not care for it. <laughs> I I I got I got very scared. Um, Can we just say thank you to the people that made this for not showing us being actually eaten? They more like bite you or like yeah your character you. just kind of tumbles but over. yeah you're not eating alive or anything no but still yeah, like it could be graphic there are times where like all of us like you know you're fighting an orb weaver and all of a sudden you know you then maybe this is just me i'd run right into that web <laughs> and i'm like hacking away and then i see another one in like the peripheral vision and, and i'm just, just like screaming. oh no i'm done <laughs> and even when i was strong enough to kill the orb weavers i still didn't want to i was like i don't i don't want to touch that no thank you so yeah, that would be the moment that I'd be like, Andrew, come get me, come get me. <laughs> yeah, I do love that this game has an arachnophobia mode on it because I remember when this game first came out, I just laughed. I'm like, cool, seriously? It's like anyone really that afraid of spiders? I will say the spiders are truly terrifying in this game, which is pretty yeah. awesome. But the arachnophobia is funny because it's a slider. So like literally as you progress the meter, it gives the spider like less and less legs. Then it eventually loses its color. And at the end, it literally is a giant floating white ball. It's like nice. the final stage of it. <laughs> so if you're afraid of spiders, you can just be tacking giant floating white balls, which is kind of funny. We actually live in an area that has wolf spiders and orb weaver spiders. So I wonder like when they come back into season, how I'm going to feel towards them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this game definitely kind of gives you the, the creeps. Like when those spiders like appear and you hear them like howl, like they have this really distinct snarl and then the like battle music kicks in it's just and a it lot of times terrifying. i can't see them and i know that they're behind me and my character doesn't have stamina and i'm just like oh no <laughs> oh it, it's always the it's always the worst possible time like i've just been sprinting around i don't know collecting acorns or something and then yeah like andrew said the music kicks in you hear the noise and you're like oh oh this is bad this is so so bad and usually they don't go upstairs onto like whatever platform or yeah. into the building, whatever. But there was one walls. time that a wolf spider just full on charged up my huge staircase and it didn't make it to the top. It kind of like, you know, bugged out a little bit and just like disappeared. But I was like that, that was terrifying. I didn't enjoy seeing that. <laughs> and same um, with like, I mean, there was one time where like an ant went up the stairs and on Dave's and ate prep, your food. Yeah. And ate the food. But, <laughs> They don't typically go upstairs. So he's like, eh, I don't think it's going to happen again. But it's weird that just like sometimes they can. It did happen again, though. I just never told Dave. Oh, it did? Yeah. We well, definitely needed to put a door. There's 
I remember that happened when you and me and Dave were playing. I think that was only the one time. We got attacked by like four wolf spiders in like the middle of the night. You were yep. like, oh, don't worry. They won't attack past the walls. <laughs> and then I think I threw something at them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying it wasn't my fault, but I am saying that it came through the walls and it came after us. Andrew, you did not like the ant lions. They didn't really like freak me out too bad. Uh, well, I remember when you first saw them, they were like, oh my gosh, these are... Yeah, they're not the greatest looking thing. They're very creepy. Like, I don't think they're that creepy compared to some of the other stuff. Yeah, well, these things burrow. And then you're kind of like, oh, man, where the heck is this thing going? I don't know. The airlines, they, they weren't like the scariest thing, but no, they definitely creep me out. So I guess we should tell p- listeners, too, we are currently, when we're playing this game, it is with the Into the Woods update. So this was the update where they added the shed and the termite nest. So, Which I don't think I've gotten into either of those. No, and we're I've like right at it, though. so much time into this game. Yeah. We're like right at it. We just kind of finished the area of the sandbox and the black anthill. So like the next area we were supposed to go to is like the termite area. Uh, that's one thing that I kind of like about this game and also don't like about it. It's very open. This is a very open world game. And so, as I said, you kind of discover the secret lab and you meet this little robot named Barkle. And the whole point of the kind of the game is you're supposed to find his computer chips in which he can teach you new crafting recipes but the game doesn't do a good job directing you where to go. And there's definitely like some areas that are harder than others. And I always kind of want to ask you guys, cause I, this was always my question when I first started this game is what age group is this game for? I feel like it's aimed for younger audience because the kids you're playing legitimately are like somewhere between like 10 and 12 years old. But the game I found to be very difficult with it's like uh, combat spikes like you'd be sitting there fighting ants super easy. Then all of a sudden it's like wolf spider, one hit kill, you're dead. And it would take, it would be so hard to figure out how to gear up and get to the level and able to like take on wolf spiders. So then it's like, well, what insects do I need to be fighting? What insects do I need to be farming? And so I felt like the direction of this game was very difficult to comprehend. So like, what would you guys recommend this for an age group? It's yeah, I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I don't think there's any reasons you couldn't put this in the hands of like a 10 year old. It's it's not. You don't vicious. think a ten year old would be freaked out by these giant spiders? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it's it, it kind of gauge that based on what you know about them. I mean, I'm not saying just any ten year old. Like, if you know you have a ten year old who hates spiders and hates bugs and ants and all, that, yeah, don't don't put this in their hands. That's not very kind. But but <laughs> it would be funny like, to watch. But there's nothing overly like graphic. Like you said, you don't get eaten by the the creatures. You just kind of get hit, and then your screen fades to black and. It's a little bit morbid, I guess. Like, like when you take apart their bodies or whatever, they kind of like explode. But I don't know. It's ants. It's not a human body getting dismantled. So I don't. But at the same time, I agree. The difficulty level might be too much for a ten-year-old. But I guess if you're doing multiplayer, it's not as bad. I also don't think too that when you end up finding like skeletons and stuff, they don't really make it dramatic or like really sad or anything they don't really play with your emotions that much that's why i also think it's kind of hard to gauge where it's like i feel like the entire game just is i mean not one note but it's just like i don't think it's too dark yeah well i guess one little thing i guess i can say so with the most recent patch that they had of the into the woods because before they didn't have this but they now have like difficulties you can do so you have liz what were you playing on what was it called it was something like Calm, I think it was. I don't remember. It was something like I Calm. Really We're did... playing on like moderate. Then there's woe difficulty. But then there's creative mode. Then there's creative with bugs. And then they actually create came out with custom mode. And it's actually really impressive what you can do. You can like turn off your hunger and thirst if you want to. Make the bugs super aggressive. But make all the recipes free. Like it actually gives you a lot of free range to just kind of do what you want to do and make the game real sandboxy. But so at least like they added some new difficulty things to it. Because I remember, yeah, for the longest time, this game was incredibly difficult. But since they added an easier mode, it is more accessible. The calm mode, at first I thought like the, the bugs were less aggressive and stuff like that. But it was a weird point when I was playing that all of a sudden I felt like I was just being chased by everything. Like it just like kind of flipped. And so I don't really know if there was actually like that big of a difference for me with like the bugs. Maybe with like bug hits. Uh, and obviously there was with, you know thirst and hunger but i didn't see too big of a difference 
Yeah, I think I I think I was playing on moderate because I had thirst and hunger, and I didn't mind the hunger aspect so much. It was the thirst that was always getting to me, because I I never got to the point where I could get the dew collector. Because I'm assuming I needed to kill enough spiders, because of the fact that it was like looked like you collected it on a web or something, yeah. and I I couldn't get past spiders. Spiders was too much for me. Uh, well, well, you I can mean, collect their webs without uh, killing them. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because there's webs all around. So when I ran into a web and I started hacking it away, I would collect uh, the web. But there's also the canteen. So before I got the <laughs> dew collector, I would actually like have a canteen. I would do like my full drinking, then do two water drops. And then along the way, I would find juice boxes and stuff throughout the day. So I would always have like two backup waters in my inventory. See, where I struggled is I couldn't find dew drops. I knew that I was supposed to find them in the morning, and I knew they would be up on, like, grass and stuff, but I could never find them. Well, what <laughs> I thought was interesting, when I played with two other people, Andrew and Dave, there were some times where I couldn't get dew drops. It was, like, every other dew drop I would be able to actually get. And so that was, like, a, a bug that Yeah, it was an online glitch. Yeah, and I found that there were way more bugs with three people playing than two. It was the same with like rebooting the like I'd have to reboot the game sometimes. Like there was so many more bugs with three people. So I mean, it definitely was annoying with that because obviously as the day progresses, like the dew drops go away. So I was like kind of frantic when I was playing with Andrew and Dave <laughs> <laughs> before we got the dew collectors. Because then we ended up creating different bases, and then later on, Andrew created zip lines so we could just go like back and forth but like every base i made sure had like a dew collector the spit everything that you would need yeah andrew said you built at least one of the bases that i was in and that it was very impressive yeah the main I base i loved building yeah I it was wish- it looks awesome i built a really cool wall in my game like a really <laughs> cool like it was it almost went like all the way across two areas it was, it was it was big it was cool well, at first, when I found out that you could craft other things, like you could do the um, the dandelion stem structures and stuff, I was kind of bummed because I'm like, oh, I just created this structure, and it's like now it's useless. But then I was like, oh, we need to create many structures. <laughs> well, I will say the building aspect of the game is fun. I really like how it's done. So you're basically setting up like a blueprint. It's like a like a holographic blueprint, and then you have to collect the materials and insert it in the blueprint. But I loved how the grass you chop down, it literally crumples over like trees, and then it breaks off in these planks, and you carry the planks. It's just, this game has such a satisfying base building aspect. I think it's a ton of fun building a base. I feel like sometimes it can be Felt a bit like work. janky. Well, because like, if you have, like, if you're building it in a weird spot, like, sometimes, like, things just, like, don't line up right. And it took me a while to figure out, like, the best way to do it. Because you can actually, like, cut through walls and stuff, but it kind of took some finagling. But there were some times where I'd act like the door would be destroyed and by ants. And then I'd try to put another door in, and it wouldn't let me. I'd be trying for, like, 15 minutes. And I know a door can fit there, but it just, like, wouldn't line up. And then I'd have to have Andrew do it. Yeah, but one thing I don't like about the base building is that there's really not much point to it. Essentially, it's kind of cosmetic. So in a game like Minecraft... You need to build a base. Like if you're playing in the normal difficulty in like Minecraft, you got to build up a base because at nighttime, that's when all the monsters come. Monsters are going to hunt you down and kill you. In Grounded, wolf spiders sleep during the day, but they wander at night. They're your, honestly, your only kind of threat at night. So you just need some sort of small structure that kind of raises you up the ground. Because as we said, spiders don't climb walls. So as long as you're slightly in the air, you're perfectly safe. And... Besides that, no other bugs attack you. They don't really attack your structure unless you like irritate them and stuff. Like, there's ways to provoke them to make them attack your structure. But like, yeah, you can either have like there's tons of different walls and types of ways you can reinforce your base. You can set up traps. You can set up mines. But there's like no purpose in it. So obviously, there's some crafting benches and stuff like that. Those have a benefit and a purpose. But as far as actual like building a fort. It's well, just the traps strictly can cosmetic. hurt you, which we found out, and they're yeah. like, "Nah, let's get rid of those." But <laughs> I do think it's important to like build multiple bases because there's nothing worse than being super far from your base and dying and being like, "I gotta go all the way back." But you didn't really need a base. You literally just can build a bed in the middle of the the yard, and there you go. Like it doesn't need to be surrounded by walls. You but can it's just nice pop a bed. To have, there you go. Like resources, like 
It's uh, nice to have, but it's not necessary. But like, I would always have like food and water at my bases. So it's like, I mean, when you're, if you have a travel a long distance and then you die, and I don't know if you start with full water or not. Oh, like, like half. half. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. And same with like, if I want to craft something like randomly, I don't know. I think it's great. I like having the different bases. But I mean like, well, this is what I'm saying. Like you're liking having like food. Well, you could just build a dew collector. You don't need to build a whole structure. You can just build a dew collector and plop it down on the ground. No, nothing's going to come by and destroy it. And it was honestly, it was sometimes kind of annoying having so much resources scattered in different bases because we're like, crap, I need spider webs. Oh, they're in this base. Well, I gotta travel all the way over there, grab the spider webs, and bring the them all the back. Line. <laughs> Which that's the thing. So if you want just one base, you're gonna just have zip lines from every area. I mean, that's what we Super did. Super long ones. We had I, like 20 zip lines, but only three bases. <laughs> I know. I, I I'm just disagree. Saying, I, I actually utilize them, but I maybe you didn't need to utilize them. I'm just saying this is one thing I hope that the final game will have. I just wish the game will have more purpose for bases. I would love if there was a type of like tower defense element to this game. Because as I said, there's spike traps you can lay. You can lay trip mines. Like there's some defensive structures. Eventually you can build like a mushroom castle. But as I said, like it's a lot of work and for like no reward. So I, I just hope they come out with something that makes but you have a purpose to build a base. People like me enjoy it. Like, yeah. So and that's, for me, that's a good I also part. think that that's why it is great to have, because I mean, you said Dave was really good at building yeah. and enjoyed it. So I think it's just like people's different play styles. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like if you want to play that way, I'm not knocking the way you want to play because I will say the construction of this game is cool. Like the structures, when you finish them, they look really cool. Like being able to build a, like a house out of grass or, you know, weed stems or mushrooms, they look really cool. I love just the style of them. They just don't serve much purpose besides honestly just wasting a lot of your time. Yeah, I didn't, as I said, I didn't do a ton of building. I wish, I, I wish I'd been able to get to a point where I was building zip lines because those were really nice when, when I was using those in your game. But otherwise, it, I, I didn't build anything yet. I didn't run into any issues. I was just building random structures. I really just built a wall to say that I built a wall. And I wanted to clear out some grass, so I had places to build a few other structures I wanted, basically. <laughs> but it, it, but yeah, they, like they do look cool. So I think it would be cool if, like, especially if it's going to be a survival type of game, the only survival shouldn't really be just making sure you have enough food and water. Because yeah, yeah, you die when you get killed by a bug, but it's not really all that punishing outside of if you drop your stuff and then you can go back and pick it up. Um, and yeah, your, your armor takes some damage, but it, it's not really all that punishing. So I don't know, I guess making it more survival-ish would, would be better. It's not too punishing, but what I hate about it, about like the armor breaking and stuff like that, this is another kind of complaint I had. Uh, to me, I felt like, I feel like things break down way too quick. So you can upgrade your weapons to do more damage and take like, and have better durability, but you can't with your armor. And this is one thing that's kind of frustrating. So this game is very much kind of like Monster Hunter, where you know you're killing ants and you build armor and weapons out of those ant carcasses you're collecting. Or same with like mosquitoes or the spiders or the ant lions. So if you like right now, me and Liz have the ant lion sets, and if you die, like those armor takes, you know, lose durability, and you need ant lion parts to repair them. So this game, it kind of forces you to keep going back and farming certain areas, which was just kind of annoying and repetitive for me because it's like, I just want to keep going and progressing the story, going to the next Burkle chip, but it's like, crap, I died. Now my armor is at half health. Well, now I got to go back to the sandbox, find ant lions and specifically I need their pincers, which only randomly drop. Like even though every ant lion has pincers, you can clearly see them. You can't always collect them. It's just a random number generated thing. So sometimes I'd get a ton of pincers. Then other times I'd kill 12 ant lions and get none. And it's like, well, this is just annoying. This is just wasting my time as I'm trying to farm pieces. But that's why like when we were playing together, I mean, it makes sense to like stock up in advance, like knowing, oh, I'm going to fight this giant monster. So maybe I should have some backup, you know, because especially when you play with two people, like Andrew would go in slicing and dicing and I would just be cowardly and shooting him with my arrow. <laughs> so for me, it's just like, I don't find that that big of a deal if you're playing multiplayer yeah, when you're playing where multiplayer. you can tag team it. Like, cause it's really not hard to kill them when there's two people. No. Well, even then, even one player, it's not the worst, like what gear we have and stuff. It's really not that bad. But like I said, it was just, to me, it just felt like I was just burning time. 
the game needs to respect my time and like I'm just farming <laughs> ant lines here. Like, come on. I want to like keep progressing. Yeah, especially because just... even with the zip lines, it wasn't fast. Yeah. It was effective and it was efficient. But it, like even Amber was watching me and she's like, why are you going so slow? Zip lines aren't supposed to go so slow. So it's like, I, I, that's the one thing I think is kind of a bother to me in this game is everything is slow to move, I guess. But I do feel like if you look at like how big of an area it is, like it looks small, but it actually is huge. Like zip li- I feel like the zip lining was actually kind of accurate. Not that's that I've been I... on many, but like, I, I mean, it seems slow, but it's just like, if you're just like, zip, done. That would just seem silly. Well, yeah, because you are crossing a long distance, and so you have to make them in these, like, flat patterns almost. But you can also drop down, too. So if they just a zip, and it's just like, that kind of sucks because I wanted to stop in the middle. I just just think overall a better fast travel system would have been better, or a better traversal. Like, the zip lines are a good aspect, but it shouldn't be the best aspect. I wanted to ask you, Andrew, did you ever end up making a garden? No. Because it's like, do you guys seeds and stuff? I didn't like. No, that... you just grow mushrooms. Oh, okay. Well, that's effective, actually. Mushrooms are good for food. It so. is, but I feel like mushrooms are everywhere, which is actually nice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I will say with the zip lines, our zip lines were a little bit slower because, like normal zip lines, if you have a higher pitch on them, you'll go faster. So our zip lines were kind of not the heaviest of pitch. So yeah. some of our zip lines were slower than others. But I mean, it beat walking. No, I agree. One thing that always impresses me with this game every time I play it is I love everything is like physical. So like you legitimately can like walk and climb on the grass. Like you can actually like run along the grass line. Even when you go to the hedges, you can jump on every leaf. Like it's something you don't, I always just assume where I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump on this leaf. I'm going to fall through it because so many games do that when it's like, oh, there's vegetation. It's it's you see it, but it's not really there. But in this game, everything actually has like a physical has like a physical geometry to it. So like you can actually like find a way to like kind of sometimes easily climb over walls that you can't normally get over. And so I always love that, especially too. I love when you're walking over the grass line and you can kind of see the spiders. You can see the grass shifting and moving as a spider oh, moves through it. that was scary at the beginning. It reminds Before me of like Jurassic armor. Park. I love it. <laughs> you're like, I'm not going over there. It might yeah. be a ladybug, but it might be a wolf spider. And I also like the dandelion, how it like drifts you down, yeah. which is super like embarrassing. It took me forever to figure out how to oh, put that stupid my thing. God. I was like, what do you mean? It's in my inventory. <laughs> I, I don't explain. know what you're talking about. And then I go in and I'm just like... Liz, like nothing's equipped. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I have to do? <laughs> I'd explain the dandelion to you so many times. Yeah, that ran out really fast. And it also didn't alert you when it ran out. It does at the top. It just doesn't make an audible noise. Oh, like I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. And also same with like, there was a tree that you could visit. And that whole area is super dark because it's a really lush, like full tree. And so there, there was one time that I was like, oh, it's getting dark. I should head back. And then I get beyond it and I'm like, Wait, and then it was like it was a long journey. It was a very long journey. I was like, oh, now I don't know what to do. I didn't realize that you could like hit um, start or whatever, and it would tell you what time of day it was in the game. But I was like, oh, that's really yeah. There's a Did lot of little subtle things this game doesn't tell you. Do you ever get a compass of any kind? Because that's what I wanted. It was no. just some way to tell my bearings of north, south, east, and west. That's all I wanted. Well, it was annoying because on the map, sometimes it would show which direction you're facing, and sometimes it would just show you as a dot. And so, like, I thought that was really weird. I don't know if it was a bug, because sometimes, like, oh, maybe I paused it when I was, like, running. So I would try that. No, it was just random. It would just randomly tell you what direction you're going in. Sometimes it wouldn't tell you at all. See, I didn't notice that. Or facing, I should say. I could always figure out where I was, because I would just look up in the sky and see where the oak tree was. And I could be like, oh, the oak tree's, you know, in front of me. Oh, the oak tree's behind me. So I could always figure out where it was, depending on the oak tree. I guess. I never really tried that much. But I believe you. <laughs> and same with on the map, like looking at like the the circuit things that you needed in. Is that what they're called? The chips. The burgle chips, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't tell you which ones are which. So like I would... Oh, it, it does. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. When you get a mission, is that what you mean? Like on the map itself. I couldn't... Like it didn't, t- it didn't show like which one was which. Because I would get missions from him and... 
I like friends like for instance one was in like the hazard areas and you're like oh you can just refresh and you know get rid of them and it'll give you a new one it did not it always gave me the same ones and I was like that's frustrating okay yeah I see what you mean yeah the the robot burglar will give you some missions you can have up to three a day and yeah some would be say it would say like get the fishbowl chip and it's like well what the heck is that one like where, where does that like where and do I, I also, go for that like looking at them I didn't know which one I was ready for so it's like there there's like a a leak that can poison you. Yeah. And so, a weed killer. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, well, I feel like I'm not ready for that one yet. So, but you have to like, keep like going around, like trying to figure out like what you're doing. So that is probably my biggest annoyance of the game. I felt like that lacked a lot of structure. I will say one thing that I, I really praise about this game is, so when it comes to a builder game, kind of like this, you know, if you look at games like Stardew Valley, Subnautica, uh, Graveyard Keeper, like games we've played in the past, I feel like every single one of them, I had to look up a Wikipedia. In this one, I did, but it was more just to save myself time. I, for the most part, found this game pretty easy to figure out what I needed. You know, if I know I needed the ant armor, I'd be like, okay, I kill ants. Like, it was kind of easy to figure out what I would need. Yeah, I also... I was looking up achievements and I got one like discovering all the sites. I remember walking around and be like, Oh, like discovered. And it would be like a, yeah, like a juice box or yeah. you and know, so a baseball. I, I got the achievement for finding them all. And I was like, I think it was finding them all, finding a certain amount. Yeah. A certain and, amount because there's like 50 and yeah. you didn't do that. What? <laughs> there's like 50 locations. You didn't do that. So you, it, yeah, it's just, it's, I think find like 10 or 15. You get yeah. An achievement. Well, whatever amount I, I completed that achievement and it just happened naturally. Like, I didn't need to look anything up for to find them. Yeah. I said or. Or an amount. <laughs> All I know you or did. some I'm amount. I'm not trying to take it away from you. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you guys, what was your favorite area? So, there was the sand pit. There was the, the big tree that had all of the, you know, different rooms. The hedge. Yeah, the hedge. That was my favorite. With the hedge, are you talking about, like, the, the dark place that I was talking about by the... Bird bath? Oh, I thought you were talking about the acorn tree, but yes, the hedge maze. When you actually go in the hedge maze, since it's an actual hedge, it's naturally darker in there. But yeah, you're just climbing these branches and it's like this tightrope navigation. I mean, it's called the hedge maze and it legitimately is like a maze. But I just, I found that area, the design of it was so cool. You're confusing me. The tree is the hedge maze? No, the great oak tree is the one where Burgle is. The hedge okay. maze is the one where the brood mother is and you have to climb the branches. It's where we collected berries. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then there's also like the, the picnic table area. Yeah, the sandbox, the termite So area. did you guys have like a, a favorite area? Because I really like that they just made these different environments, you know? Yeah, I loved the diversity of the backyard. It's, I mean, in like real life, it probably isn't that big. But like it adds, it's really cool of like the diversity of it. As and Liz also, said. like, there'd be randomly, like, a hot dog, and then you'd chop it up, and you'd get, like, the twos. Two tiny little bits? bits. <laughs> <laughs> Tiniest little bits. I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I didn't explore very much, because I, I just got stuck on, like, trying to <laughs> collect ant parts for way too long. So <laughs> I did most of my exploring when I played with you, Andrew. And I thought that, I thought the, like, layout of the picnic table was really cool. So I thought that was neat. Um but yeah, I didn't. I didn't unfortunately get to do much exploring myself. I was always too low level or too scared to to go too far. <laughs> so I yeah, was always too thirsty. That's why I really liked playing with Andrew. I was a bit nervous, especially like at night. I would. I feel like I wasted so much time. But did you guys notice at night that you could see like sometimes there'd be a light on in the house, but obviously the later you got, it would go out, and there was like the city lights and stuff. Yeah. Like, they actually showed like the big wide world. So there oh, were really also cool. those, yeah, there's those details too that I thought were really nice. Yeah. Like and that's what I think is just a lot of fun with Grounded. It, the environment, the world is just so cool because not a lot of games do this where you're a miniature thing and you're like playing in a small area as like a small thing. And so it's just, it's, it's really refreshing to play. And and there's like things about this game too. Like, did you guys know this game probably takes place around 1992? No, but that doesn't make sense with uh, Ellie Hoop's look, and I guess all of their look. 
yeah. the Game Boy type thing. No, it was the. Uh, it was like an etch a sketch, yeah. yeah. But you find Rash from Battletoads, you find his action figure, which that game was released in 1991. So that's why a lot of people are suspecting this game probably takes place between like 91 and 92. And did you also know people are suspecting that the current time is around Christmas? Huh. Did why? not. I guess there's some other notes, uh, specifically the scientist talking about how he needs to get his son a Christmas present. Well, I mean, it would definitely be like a southern state anyways. I was thinking it's California. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they had American accents, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because, I mean, the Orb Weaver, like that's, you know, North Carolina, Georgia. I know those at least have that. Same with wolf spiders. Yeah. And then same with like, there were different areas that had sizzle effect because it was so bright. Yeah, the sandbox. Yeah, I, I loved just... Graphically, I think this game is really cool. I loved the different types of armor. Like once you're like building, you know, armor out of the spiders or out of the antlion or the koi fish, really cool armor designs. I love the weapon designs as well. You get the coltana. It's a literally a katana made out of flaming coals. You know, the mint mace. It's just this giant piece of mint on the, at the end of a stick. I love the weapon designs of it. Um, the insects are also really cool. We also didn't even mention the milk molars that upgrade you so that you will have like less thirst, less hunger and stuff. Yeah, that's you that was the recent the RPG element they added. Molars, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think is a weird aspect. So like I said, Obsidian does RPG games. So you would think this game would have like, oh, you're killing spiders and getting experience points and getting better and blah, blah, blah. You kind of get some stuff. You get mutations. And you normally unlock those by like killing a certain amount of enemies with a sword, with a mace, with a, a hammer, or like with the bow and arrow. So you're kind of learning some mutations that give you benefits that way. But yeah, there's these teeth that you go around and you have to smash open and that's where you can get like upgrade points. So that's kind of a weird system, but I like it. It encourages like you and your friends to really explore this world. Oh, but I will say one area I didn't like because, you know, like every video game, they always have to have an underwater world. No. I, I get so sick of underwater worlds. This underwater world is, as Keith said, it's kind of terrifying because it's these spiders. They're pretty easy to fight, but I just, I just hate dealing with underwater. It's such a playing out mechanic. I'm so sick I of it. I didn't really go in the water that much. I did it if I needed to, but I just, you know, they didn't really have a diving suit for me. Yeah, so you missed like, a lot of murky okay. brown. Yeah. That's that's what you get a lot down there. But at the same time, it's like if it's a backyard puddle i mean what do you expect? it's not a puddle it's a koi pond it's oh. a bit bigger than a puddle thank you very well, much well if it's a koi pond i mean are they usually crystal clear mm, no kind of actually so. yeah know. but those are the ones that are like are they in the <laughs> dirt though like this looked like it was in the dirt like it went from dirt to water these people clearly aren't very good at making koi ponds because isn't it usually it's like stone yeah it usually has a liner and yeah they're usually pretty crystal clear yeah, so, okay. so you can see the koi fish but yeah, that's what I'm like saying. If yeah. it's if it's in just dirt, like it's gonna be muddy. Yeah, but maybe I'm just saying. Maybe they're natural koi. Maybe this is Japan. Are there really natural wild koi? I don't know it. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously there has to be. <laughs> Does there though? But if you go to yeah, your backyard no wild and you find koi, I would say <laughs> that's not meant to be there in oh. the U.S. <laughs> Thanks. No. You make a good point there, Keith. <laughs> I forget were there like, water noises when you were underneath. Yeah, it was like blah 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 blah. Nice. <laughs> I like that you did a hand movement with that. Because you first did the hand blah, movement. Blah, 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 blah. Is there underwater noises? Yeah, it's. it's we had to, that was that was our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do a sound effect. Because obviously, like we talked about the ladybug just having the cutest little noises, and then it the purred. wolf spider when it attacked you was just not a nice noise. <laughs> And then the snarl. music, I, I like the music, but I also, I said earlier, like I, I felt like they, they could have done more to like evoke emotion. So when you're, I mean, imagine being a kid coming across human remains when you're shrunken down and being like, you know, chased by spiders. I was what, if, oh. what if you're part of some bigger experiment that you were never aged, so you're actually adults but you're basically in children's bodies and then you get shrunk. Or you were an awful person and you died and you get reincarnated as a small child stuck in a backyard. So it's Groundhog Day. It's where purgatory. You have to kill the groundhog. <laughs> 
Ooh, yeah, there, there isn't a final boss yet. There the are some boss fights in this game, but there's not a final boss yet. And that's how you come back from it. <laughs> or it's all fake and you're actually real size, but they created this. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just find out it's LSD. None of this is happening. You're just really high in the backyard. <laughs> you're just 10, 12-year-old kids just getting <laughs> high in the backyard. Just really high on acid. Hey, man, what if we were, like, super small? <laughs> but we were also really good at science and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. How are these 12-year-old kids making these arbors and building this hut? I could barely make a stick if I was stuck in the wilderness. <laughs> I would not trust a zip line made by any of you. <laughs> wow, thanks, babe. And also, do you nope. think that you could survive this if this happened to you? Because I would probably poop my pants. <laughs> nope. The first spider I saw. <laughs> yeah, these kids literally like evoke no fear. They're always just kind of like, mmm, delicious food. I'm going to go and jump around some. Like, they don't they care. You hear your heart racing. You know what I mean? I don't well, see. I, so maybe, maybe this is part of it, although, is that they, they like knew they were part of this experiment. They were like prepared for it. So that's why when he's like, like my, my character, he kept eating the mushrooms. He'd be like, just like dad's Brussels sprouts. And like, so he was like prepared, like, all right, just tell yourself it's something different when you're going to have to eat this really gross mushroom. Yeah. Also, why was she so grossed up with a mushroom, but she was fine with the bugs? I was the character Willow and she hated the mushrooms. I'm just like, give me a mushroom any day. I would rather eat that than oh, man. weevil the meat. character Dave always played was Max and he made a very sexual moan every time he ate. It was really annoying. <laughs> It's it was really always like, mm, oh, food. Oh. Thank you for repeating it. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Thank you. That's really this good is, idea. This is us imitating yeah. sound effects, as he said. It's we just, it's this. weird. It's a weird noise. But I will say one noise that I did love is anytime you picked up science and it went, raw, 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 science. I love that sound. I bet you did. <laughs> that one always kind of made me smile. But one thing that is great about Grounded is the achievements. So, as I said, this game isn't fully in a 1.0 patch. So, they, with every patch, they keep adding a couple more achievements. So, right now, I think you can get a total of, it. I think, 1,400 gamer score. 1,400 is correct. And they're not terribly hard. They'll take some time to do. So, right now, obviously, the time to be is inaccurate. But you're looking at, like, 24 and a half hours to 57 hours. So, it kind of varies. But, I mean, if you play on easy mode, you can kind of, I think, knock a lot of these achievements out. I think that there's also... It shows the progression of the game. And then, also, there's some fun ones, like throw the rock through the, the hoop. Yeah, the pastel hoop. Which we needed to help each other with because yeah. we couldn't really see. But yeah, I got 750 out of 1,400, which I feel like is the most I've gotten in a while. I got 17 out of 28. Keith, 475, 11 out of 28. And Andrew in the lead with 1025, and he got 21 out of 28. Woo-woo. Nice. That's pretty good. I mean, I I got to I got to admit on this one i think i just rode the coattails of andrew to yeah probably most of it i think you're welcome you kept holding over my head about no hey, saves the world hey i'm 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 saying it i'm putting it out there i'm saying that before this goes too far before you have the chance i <laughs> just joined your game you're like here do this achievement here do this achievement i didn't ask for those things by the yeah. way you just offered them uh to, well, it's not only that, you were, were playing with me and you go, oh, I got to be back. You're gone for like 20 minutes and I soloed a boss. So you probably didn't realize you got a boss killing achievement. Nice. So you're welcome for that one too. Nice. Thanks, yeah, I feel Andrew. bad I didn't get you that one, Liz. Win some, you lose some. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so getting into our final thoughts here. As I said, for me, loved Grounded. I think this is a lot of fun playing single player and playing with my friends uh, playing with my friends, I also got to say too, I don't think it scales the difficulty at all. I, for me, I don't think I noticed any of the monster, the sp uh, insects being any more difficult. So it just kind of makes it easier when you have more friends. You can revive each other and kind of watch each other's backs. Um, I do find the game to have a bit of difficulty spikes. So you may struggle a bit with it, but... Once you kind of get down the rhythm of like where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do, like I said, I recommend some YouTube videos. There are some really helpful tips out there that the game does not tell you when it comes to like combat and how to farm and stuff like that and where to like get certain insects. Check them out. But yeah, I can't wait for this game to get a 1.0 patch. We've talked about revisiting some games. Uh, this may be one of them down the road. This game still 
does have some bugs with its, you know, actual physical, like faulty bugs, not in-game bugs. But uh, yeah, so I can't wait to see what they add to this game. You know, there's a ton of insects they could be adding and I'm really excited to see where the story goes. So for now, I'm going to give it an 87. So I think the hardest part for me is, is where I struggle with Grounded is that I just don't do well with these types of games. There's not a lot of direction. I kind of end up just wandering aimlessly and I spend a lot of time doing nothing. And I, I just like Subnautica. Yeah. And, and I kind of get bored and it's a shame because I know there's more to it, but I just can't find myself in it. And so it's always hard for me to say I'm like really into one of these, but where I, I can't fault this game more. And I think it does such a good job as visually like we were talking about. And I, I don't know if we've really praised it enough. It just, it, it feels like you're tiny it, and it's just this awesome environment and it feels so cool. Everything looks cool. I think, yeah, some more diversity to the bugs would be great. Some small additions and everything, but I think they've pretty much nailed it so far on that. And so to, if they improve on that, then that's just going to be awesome. But if you're like me, I, I just, I struggle to play this game by myself. And then, and that's why I like playing it with other people. So if you have some people who are good at these types of games, not even just riding the piggyback of like you can go along and you can help collecting things and, and sort of just like work as a team to just make things more efficient. So it, it is worth playing as co-op for sure. Um, so I think I do think I still give it an 80 as a score. I think I'm torn between 89 and 90. I'm going to give it a 90. But that's really for the multiplayer, which I primarily played. Um, I did play the game a bunch alone, but the progression that I had with Andrew, like that's really when I thought it was a lot of fun. And so, and also, I mean, I I actually am excited to hear more about the story and stuff. So that's like an optimistic, like, I think I'm going to continue like this game when more comes out 90. So I don't know. Is that too high? I don't know. I think it'd be funny <laughs> if we play we play the full version and you're like, no, seventy. This game is ruined. I hate it. <laughs> so a lot of kind of fun facts about this game too. So as I said, this is made by Obsidian. Obsidian's like a tr- big AAA studio. Like they're coming out with a really big RPG. I think it's supposed to come out this year called Avowed. But this is cool about Grounded. Like this is a small pet project with some developers within the studio. Like how many people do you think are working on this game? Eight. 25. Yeah, that's right. It's like 20 to 25 people. Oh, wow. So even though the studio has like hundreds of employees, they like let about 25 people kind of work on this pet project kind of game. So this is very much out of their wheelhouse, but like this is a fun experiment. I, I, I mean, I'm having a ton of fun with this game. You look at how difficult it is with like scaling and then also with like, you know, and you can't make the spider too terrifying, but you can't make it too cutesy. There are a <laughs> lot of balancing, I think, that they have to do yeah. with the game. And so I think they're doing a really good job. And they've been doing major patches about like every three months. So, yeah. Was it? Right, anyway, back to your Metacritic. Uh, TBD. Oh. I couldn't find anything. Dang. I mean, maybe it's because it's game in preview, and so maybe you're not allowed to review it. Yeah, have like I mean, a little icon by the critics. Um, but yeah, nothing. Ooh, so we're like the first critics. Nice. Whoa. We're first trendsetters. Ever this game. <laughs> all right. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you all so much for joining us. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. Um,. It does seem like we finally got enough people who have recommended Halo 2, so don't be surprised if we now will cover that sometime in the future. But, uh, yeah. More alien shooting. (laughs) Keith's very excited. And, uh, Keith, you still have some stickers to give away, too, don't you? I do. So, if you want a sticker, uh, you can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. We're also at Facebook at GBGB and Twitter at GBGBpod. Oh, crap. I'm supposed to say something here. Um, well, there you go. You said it. Go me. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Hooray, Keith. <laughs> Hooray I for like me. I like the way that Andrew said, don't ya? Like, it almost went like, don't you know? Like, Minnesota. <laughs> Is that a Minnesota accent? I, yes. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like and you're being very racist. Just ex- be- <laughs> they seem like the nicest people. I love accents so much. <laughs> Andrew, you'll be hearing me practice. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sick of hearing and your British I am accent. <laughs> Listen to 
Gamertag coming on Dean. I'm on Twitter as Noob. Noob is EW. No, Liz, do your outro again as a British accent. <laughs> I'm self-conscious now. <laughs> Come on. Nope. You and your sister nonstop do British accent <laughs> and it drives me bananas. Do you know, I thought like we were the only ones that did that, but I was on the tweeter and um, that was not British. That was just um That was just, tweet. I don't know. But uh, I guess like it's a thing that like a lot of people do mostly women mostly <laughs> <laughs> women <laughs> anyway that's good to do it for us this week thank you all so much we love you all we'll see you again next week bye guys bye